0: Hey, Sox fans, it's Mailbag Wednesday. I got some great fan centric questions to get to from our listeners talking about Aloy Jimenez, Lucas Giolito, Mike Clevenger, and my favorite, uh, Jerry Reinsdorf. Uh, The White Sox made a recent addition, and I've got a question about the possible impact that Jake Marisnik might have in 2023. You are locked on White Sox, your daily Chicago White Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to Locked On White Sox. Thank you for making Locked On White Sox your first listen each and every day. We're free and available on all platforms. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Sox. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel, uh, just search Locked on White Sox. Hey, I'm your host, Nick Murawski, a lifelong diehard Chicago White Sox fan recording this podcast uh, just blocks from the ballpark in beautiful Bridgeport. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore G-G-T-B. Really appreciate you letting me steal some of your time to talk off-season White Sox. Locked on White Sox is part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team. Every day, Uh, the White Sox could benefit from bringing in another catcher. Uh, There's one out there still in free agency, but is the price too steep? Uh, When will the front office feature baseball minds that did not play for the White Sox or have long standing company ties? And who has more to prove in 2023? Lucas Giolito or Mike Clevenger? Uh, Welcome back to Lockdown White Sox. Uh, We are in the off-season mode. If you're just jumping in uh, to the podcast with uh, spring training right around the corner, or maybe you've just found us for the first time, uh, we are in our off-season mode, uh, three episodes a week instead of the traditional five. We'll get back to those everyday episodes once pitchers and catchers report in mid-February. If there's some major news, though, on the White Sox front, uh, don't worry, uh, those episodes uh, can be modified. Uh, look for another episode on Thursday this week and then Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, the week of January 23rd. Thanks again for all of the new subscribers and the YouTube channel uh, as we are trying to take over the AL Central, still chasing uh, the Guardians, Twins, and Tigers, but really appreciate uh, you subscribing and passing this podcast along to other White Sox fans in your life. It is Mailbag Wednesday. We've got some great questions. Again, uh, the email address is lockedonsox at gmail.com, and we're uh, doing these uh, mailbags every Wednesday until probably uh, when pitchers and catchers report and spring training uh, gets into uh, into action there. First question, and this one has been talked about quite a bit. It, it was Man, it was really talked about a lot. Uh, last uh last offseason and even at the trade deadline this is from Nathan uh do you think Aloy Jimenez gets traded if so for what into who uh you know before before Aloy Jimenez uh, caught fire during the second half of this past season i thought there was a chance that Aloy Jimenez uh, would be traded in the offseason uh he didn't uh, we we really didn't know about Jose Abreu's future at that time. It became more apparent, of course, uh, as September rolled on. Um, Obviously, when the Jose Abreu situation uh, developed, and and it seemed like, for sure, uh, the White Sox were going to let him walk, and Andrew Vaughn would then shift to his natural position of first base, uh, keeping Aloy Jimenez for the DH role made complete sense. Um, But... We didn't have a left fielder until mid-December uh, when the Benatendi news broke. Uh, so now the White Sox have a natural left fielder, a natural first baseman, uh, and, and they can use Aloy Jimenez uh, as the primary DH despite Pedro Griffol's desires uh, to have him take reps in right field. Aloy Jimenez is signed through 2024 with club options for 2025 and 2026. I don't think we truly know what we have in Aloy Jimenez. I don't know if anybody uh, really knows. Uh, And if he stays healthy, which is a big if, as it is with every single player, especially with the core on this White Sox team. I mean, if he stays healthy, I've talked about it recently. I'm sure you have talked about it in your, you know, White Sox fan circles. It could be a 40 home run, 90 to 100 RBI season for Aloy Jimenez. I know he doesn't want to be uh, the main, you know, the main DH. We want what's best for you almost. We want to protect you. We want to keep you healthy. You're not here for your glove. Uh, You're here for your bat and what you can do. Uh, if there is an interest in trading him, uh, I think he would get interest from uh, a lot of teams, right? Um, it it would just depend on what they wanted out of him, how they wanted to use Aloy Jimenez. I know, you know, the Rockies are in need of some outfield help. Uh, the Reds, the Athletics could use outfield help. The Athletics could use just about everything. Now, before Sean Murphy uh, was dealt to Atlanta, The host of Lockdown Athletics, uh, you know, he talked to me about maybe, you know, would you be interested in trading and giving up Aloy Jimenez uh, instead of maybe Andrew Vaughn? And that's when the Sox were still kicking the tires on Sean Murphy. I don't think Aloy Jimenez would be a good fit in the outfield there at the Coliseum. That is a massive. Uh, area to roam. I, I would assume that they would use him probably as a DH. Now, the Rockies have Brendan Rodgers, a second baseman. Uh, the Sox desperately still need, a, I think, uh, a veteran second baseman to really make a go, not only at the AL Central, but beyond. Uh, and the Reds, I, I really don't know if they, they would even be in a market for Aloy um, Jimenez. But I, I don't think Honestly, I don't think any of those teams really want to put him in the outfield, though. Everybody and in, in all of the MLB have seen what Aloy has done in the outfield. I think they want his his power. They want his bat. They want to protect him and use him as a DH. So I think Aloy Jimenez remains on the White Sox, and, and he becomes an absolute force in, uh, in 2023. Uh, thank you, Nathan, uh, for that question. Uh, James here uh, with this question. What do you think the White Sox can get out of Jake... Uh, Mariznick, uh, can he help out in 2023 so uh, yeah this was a recent uh, addition by the Chicago White Sox Steve Adams had a an article uh, with MLB trade rumors about this uh, White Sox have agreed to a minor league contract with outfielder Jake Mariznick. Mariznick will be invited to major league spring training and would earn a 1.3 million dollar salary if he makes the team uh, Mariznick going to be 32 in March, spent the 2022 season with the Pirates, uh, for whom he posted an unimpressive 234-272-390 slash line and a tiny sample of 82 plate appearances. He's appeared in the majors every year since uh, debuting with the Marlins. Uh, back in 2013, but has never topped the 372 plate appearances he recorded with the Houston Astros uh, back in 2015. Overall, he's a lifetime 228, 281, 384 a batter uh, and just over 2,000 plate appearances, though his 235, 292, 412 slash against lefties is a slight improvement over those career rates. Uh, the signing of Mariznick gives the Southsiders a potential right-handed hitting compliment to lefty-swinging right fielder Gavin Sheets, uh, and to a lesser extent, a compliment for fellow lefty Andrew Benatendi in left field, though Benetendi will likely play every day regardless of the opponent. Boy, I sure hope so. Uh, in that sense, Mariznick could potentially fill a role similar to the one Adam Ingle. Uh, had occupied for the White Sox in recent seasons. Uh, Mariznick is capable of playing any of the three outfield slots is uh, generally regarded as a plus defender at each. Uh, StatCast ranked him in the 85th percentile of major leaguers in terms of average sprint speed uh, this past season and the 96th percentile in terms of arm strength uh, of his over 5,000 career innings in the outfield. 4,200 of them have come in center field. Uh, Marisnik then is also a viable defensive-minded backup in the event of a Luis Robert injury. Well, uh, we do not want to see Marisnik roaming center field because that, of course, means Robert is on the shelf uh, with another injury. We need Luis Robert probably more than any other player uh, this season to live up to his potential, in my mind. Uh, so, you know, players definitely, you know, emerge uh, out of spring training. Of course, uh, Sox need outfield depth uh, I, to say that Gavin Sheets is an outfielder is very generous, but that's where the Sox have played him. And and, and that's what, you know, Adams referred to in this MLB trade rumors uh, article, of course, uh, I'm, you know, if they're maxed out financially uh, and there are going to be no more trades, then maybe Jake Marisnyk uh, wins a spot. Something to definitely uh, watch carefully uh, next month in Glendale, Arizona. Uh, Lots have been made about Lucas Giolito's possible return to his former self. I'm going to tell you why Mike Clevenger might have more to prove. Uh, More on that uh, in a moment. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. You get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from pro football uh, to basketball. We've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, which I'm sure you do, you can find those at BetOnline as well. Uh, we're always the fastest and the easiest way to get your betting info. Head to the website today, or use your mobile device to learn more. Uh, bet online, where the game starts. So, a uh, question from Lori here: uh, Lucas Giolito has a walk here uh, coming up, and and the eyes are on him to return to form. But Mike Clevenger also has a lot of pressure to return to form. Who has more to prove? Uh, thank you, Lori. Uh, yeah. Uh, both have big seasons coming up. Uh, Sox rolled the dice on Clevenger, and yeah, a lot has been made about Lucas Giolito. I feel like he is a topic of conversation uh, just about every week uh, with what he is trying to do uh, to return to his former self. So this is from a uh, actual recent MLB.com article uh, entitled Seven Players with the Most to Prove in 2023. This was by Brian Murphy. Uh, So Mike Clevenger in Chicago joined forces early in the offseason on a one-year, $8 million contract that contains a mutual option for 2024. Uh, The former Cleveland pitcher is hoping his familiarity uh, with the AL Central assists in a personal revival. Uh, From 2017 to 2019, he ranked sixth among qualified starters with a 152 ERA plus in that final year. Uh, He was in the 90th percentile or better, in average exit velocity and strikeout percentage. Uh, Clevenger doesn't anticipate his velocity being a problem this season. At 32 years old, he can't afford another lost year. Uh, And then how about uh, Lucas Giolito? I mean, we man, we've compiled a lot of info on uh, what has gone wrong and what he'd like to go right. Uh, His 4.90 ERA was nearly a run and a half higher than his ERA in each year from 2019 uh, through 2021. His 81 ERA plus would have tied for second worst among qualified starting pitchers if he had recorded just one more out in order to qualify. Uh, He termed uh, the season as a failure. Uh, Giolito said he has taken off that extra weight this offseason and is focusing more on fluid movement. He will undoubtedly uh, be one of the best starters in next year's free agent class if he rebounds in 2023. A 2022 repeat could give prospective buyers lots of questions about his future value. So, you know, for Rick Hahn and company, a a Clevenger resurgence, uh, it would be a big deal. It would mean that they gambled and won because Clevenger is definitely not a sure thing. It it would be similar, I guess, to the Cueto situation last year. Clevenger more expensive. But, uh, you know, if Clevenger performs above and beyond, then the White Sox might have an answer for the starting rotation in 2024. If Lucas Giolito comes back uh, all the way and returns to his maybe his 2019 self or better, all-star team, sixth in Cy Young voting, if not better. Uh, I think his services would be too rich for the Chicago White Sox. So maybe Giolito has more to prove to himself and to other suitors out there. Uh, And Clevenger has more to prove to the White Sox. Uh, Either way, look, there are a lot of question marks with this starting rotation. And we haven't even started talking about you know, Michael Kopech really in depth and what we can expect uh, for him in 2023. But uh, yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see, you know, uh, how Clevenger looks. And uh, I I love hearing that he believes the velocity uh, will come back. Uh, This one, a great question from Tyler. Jerry Reinsdorf wants to act like a small market team in a big market. So why don't they try to fill the front office or scout department with people who have helped the Rays, for example, become decent with a good year every now and then? So, yeah, uh, great question by Tyler. Thank you. Uh, This this continues to be a major issue. I've talked about this with with fans. We've talked about it on this podcast. Change. Uh, might be able to happen while Jerry Reinsdorf uh, is still the owner, but he would have to completely clean house, uh, in my opinion. A president of baseball operations, general manager, farm director, bring in new, fresh ideas uh, from organizations that have done it well. Uh, Stop keeping guys like Kenny Williams and Rick Hahn around because of just blind loyalty. But, you know, I, I think Reinsdorf likes the comfort of people that will fall in line. Uh, his his loyalty is legendary. Uh, you know, th- these folks, they might know that things are done backwards. I mean, Rick Hahn and Kenny Williams might know, like, we're not doing the latest and greatest here uh, with the White Sox. Uh, and that the White Sox are, are way behind in how to do things, maybe even from the analytical side. Uh, but there's job security there, you know? And Williams and Hahn have jobs for life, I think. Uh, I believe the White Sox are starting to change for the better uh, based on the Gruffol hire outside of the organization for the first time in forever. And, of course, his coaching staff, uh, aside from Daryl Boston. Uh, I wish Jerry Reinsdorf would have reimagined the front office already with talent from, you know, Tampa or St. Louis. Boy, St. Louis's program. Uh, Teams that seem to be constantly in contention, it's maddening. And one of the reasons Jerry frustrates so many White Sox fans. Now, one positive that recently came to light uh, in an athletic article by uh, James Feagan the other day, uh, the White Sox have hired former Washington Nationals assistant general manager Sam Mondre cohen Uh, Mondray Cohen spent the past year as a consultant for the National League champion Philadelphia Phillies, an executive in residence at a biomechanics company called Reboot Motion, and as a senior fellow for Wharton's Sports Analytics and Business Initiative at the University of Pennsylvania. Uh, But Mondray Cohen is best known for his time with the Washington Nationals, where he was credited with effectively creating their research and development department, and developing their internal statistical database. So Rick Hahn kind of talked a little bit about this type of stuff uh, during the Griffol press conference that the Sox have been way behind in certain things, but they also don't publicize like in the media guide, for example, all of their analytical departments. So this, you know, this hire could be something or nothing, Uh, but it feels like the White Sox are trying to make up for lost time uh, wherever possible and uh, another outside of the organization uh, hire. Gary Sanchez is still a free agent. I'm going to tell you why the Sox are likely to pass on his services despite the need for depth uh, at that position. More on that in a moment. Okay, this uh, this question from uh, Kevin Uh, Should the Sox try to pursue Gary Sanchez for some catcher depth? Okay, so Gary Sanchez was mentioned by uh, Jim Bowden of The Athletic uh, as one of the the 12 top remaining free agents. Uh, Gary Sanchez uh, is going to be 30 years old, made $9 million with the Minnesota Twins in 2022, Uh, is going to bat right, throw right, of course, 0.9 war. Uh, This is what Bowden had to say about Sanchez. Uh, Sanchez provides raw power at the plate and a strong arm behind the dish. He's below average defensively and allows too many wild pitches and pass balls. However, uh, he has hit 154 home runs in his eight-year career and made two all-star teams. He'd be a solid fit as a number two catcher and part-time DH matched up against certain pitchers. Uh, according to Bowden, Best Fits, would be the San Francisco Giants, uh, Boston Red Sox, Houston Astros, or Arizona Diamondbacks. So, I've heard Gary Sanchez's name tossed around and on social media and White Sox Twitter. And hey, look, you know the Sox—they they need some depth. They need some catching depth. Uh, that is that is apparent when you kind of look down the line. And and yes, we want Yasmani Grandal to return to form. I'm more uh, confident in maybe his bat returning uh, just than his physical ability uh, to be by behind the plate for multiple uh, stretches, especially after all those knee problems. But uh, we, we covered it. Uh, it's been well-documented this offseason. season. Grandel's putting in the work. I, I, they still need depth. You got Zavala uh, as your backup right now, and someone might emerge in spring training, but probably nobody to get terribly excited about a socks. Need to think about the future. I, The defense obviously concerns me with Sanchez. uh, And if maybe the Sox had some question marks at DH, but you know, if Aloya Menez is going to be your primary DH, you still have, you know, other options to DH. Ben might DH every now and then. You got, you know, Gavin Sheets is a possibility. I I don't think the White Sox are at all ready to spend that kind of money if that's what Sanchez is going to command something similar to his 2022 salary. If they are claiming to be financially strapped right now, uh, if you had that type of money laying around, I would say you go address, uh, you know, second base or maybe even play around with, you know, some pitching uh, depth still so. Uh, catching situation still needs to be addressed, but I don't think it's going to be uh, with Gary Sanchez. Um, hey, thank you once again for uh, you know answering the call with Mailbag Wednesday. Going to try to do that uh, every Wednesday as we lead up uh, to when pitchers and catchers report. So about mid February when we get back to our five uh, episodes uh, for the week. So again, that email is locked on socks at Gmail. Uh, dot com. You can also send me a direct message if you're on uh, Twitter quite a bit, but I know there's some folks that just aren't on social media. It's easier uh, for you to email, and uh, and that's where you go. lockedonsocks at gmail.com. Really appreciate all the questions. Uh, thanks so much for making this podcast part of your daily routine. You can find the Locked On White Sox podcast absolutely everywhere you find your podcasts. We are on Twitter at Socks, and you can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTB. Don't forget to uh, subscribe to our YouTube uh, channels. We are starting to uh, get to that 1,000 mark, which is amazing. Pass it along to other Sox fans in your life. Uh, And again, Mailbag Wednesday will be next week. Thanks for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen. Now make your second listen, the Lockdown MLB Prospects. Uh, host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, coming up in the next episode, I'll continue to examine off-season scenarios as we count down to spring training. Really appreciate you making time for the Lockdown White Sox podcast. I'm Nick Morawski, and until next time, Go Sox!